What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the BoxCast. I am here with Adam Dickerson. And my name is Mac Walker. Right now, we're going to be talking to you today about the movie that is taking everybody by storm right now, Us by Jordan Peele. So, um, as you guys know, people have kind of had like an up and down type kind of conversation with is Us good, is Us bad? But you're going to hear our perspective today. So, Adam, when you first saw Us, what did you originally think about it? I was just like what this exists in my lifetime this is i don't really know how to describe how i felt i feel like i was still trying to figure it out after i left the theater um i went to see it with my brother and it was just um i saw it at north of cab so that was a very immersive that was a very interactive experience mm-hmm. i guess and it was um it was just really it was just really crazy the way that it developed throughout the film like it wasn't we all thought it was going to be a home invasion type of horror movie but it wasn't even that it became into this very intense mystery um kind of apocalyptic style story like a character a character story which was brilliant and that's like such good marketing and jordan Peele just to give us like an eensy bit of what we thought like the story was going to be and it ends up being so much more than that like can we talk about how like smart that was and um there are going to be some slight spoilers in this episode for you guys who have not seen the movie so if you have not seen the movie already we do suggest that you see it or if you don't care then you can continue listening but we gave you the warning so here we go So a lot of people are kind of, it seems like they're kind of confused on the ending of the movie more than anything, or just kind of confused in the, about the movie in general when it comes to what it's about. But so what we can say is, if you don't already know, it stars uh, Adelaide Wilson uh, and her family. And uh, for the first time since she was like five years old, she goes down to a beach a beach that she knew very well because it was uh, it was the place where she had a uh, traumatic per- experience, yeah, basically very traumatic experience. So after the after the beach, uh, she loses her son at the beach, and she he comes back, but he's okay. But after they get back home, her husband Gabe says, or it wasn't her husband. It was it Jason, was the, the son. Yeah, the and son he's like, Jason. There's a family in our driveway. <laughs> Yeah, the son Jason says, there's a family in our driveway. So they all start looking. And the dad goes outside and uh, with a bat in his hand for protection. (laughs) And they're standing there holding hands, and which is a big theme in the movie. Just uh, hands across America are holding hands. Yeah, and the opening scene of the film, actually, or after this little brief um, text at the beginning that says there are thousands of miles of tunnels underneath America, and a lot of them don't have any use at all. Um, we get this commercial of um, Hands Across America, and Adelaide, um, at like five, six years old, is just sitting watching this commercial of, oh, Hands Across America, 1986, this is um, an event to fight hunger, and um, that becomes very important later on throughout the film. Yeah, and it's kind of like like kind of catching Hands Across America. If you don't catch it in the beginning, you're going to lose it, because I know that for I know that for a fact. Like, when I was watching it, like, I saw it, and I was like, oh, okay, it's just showing, like, the time period that they were in. But it's, like, it's really important, and it's, like, it's like a motive, like, something that really pushes the, 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 the film forward. It's kind of the main um, kind of goal of these um, entities who are showing up and killing their, um, 
they're doppelgangers essentially. Yes. Like they're above ground doppelgangers. Um, I guess that's kind of a spoiler. And that was a <laughs> that was a twist to the actual movie as you go on and as Adelaide and her family get away from the first round of doppelgangers. They try and go to their friend's house, and there's there's switched to a scene where there's well Jordan Peele switches to a scene where we're we're not. Uh, with Adelaide or a family anymore with a white family that they were at the beach with and they're all having cool conversation the beach boys is playing in the background uh, brass monkey <laughs> that funky monkey but basically after that it turns out that every single every single person in the world has a doppelganger and mm-hmm. that family gets killed and when they go over there they're they basically are in the how would how, they're in the ruins of that? <laughs> yeah, they're um they're figuring that out because you know like I said everything that was set up in the beginning like in the trailers we get a lot of stuff told to us in the trailers if you go back and watch it after mm-hmm. but in the beginning of the movie all you know is that Adelaide and her family the Wilson family are being affected by their doppelgangers you don't know that this is a nationwide thing you know it could be worldwide we don't really know it's implied that like. It's um, taking place all over the world, but we yeah. just see the perspective of America and what's going on, like, in the news, in the, like, clips of the TV that they show. We just see America's perspective. Mm-hmm. And it might only be, it could be that there are tunnels all over the world, or it could just be that they are in America, and that's what this story was about, like, an American uprising, yeah, essentially. Because it, we don't really, all we know is that the, they're called the Tether, these people who are actual clones of their... um above-ground selves, apparently the government a long time ago found a way to clone the body but not the soul. That's a big theme throughout the film. And they're basically trying to retake what they've never had, which is they've never had sunlight. They've never had food. They had to eat rabbits all the time, which is horrifying. Um, Terrible, like raw. They're, like, they're, just, yeah. like, they're eating raw rabbit hearts. And basically, they're doing every single thing that we're doing above ground. However... They're doing it in like a tethered way. So if you're walking with your, if you're walking with your girlfriend, like down in the sunset, they're doing the same thing, but like in this like never-ending hallway. Yeah, and it's this very, the way that it's performed of them being this very kind of jerky movements. It's like because we're told that they're tethered together and they have to do everything that the other one has to do, and um, it's kind of interesting the way that's told. I'm not sure. If I fully understood it about, like, who was able to control who at certain times. It's kind of like a voodoo doll. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, it's like kind of like puppets. It's like, what I got was like, whoever decided I'm going to take control at this moment was taking control, which is kind of terrifying because we're told that the government was trying to use these clones to control people above ground, but it didn't work out because... Um, the, the government people, likes messing stuff up. <laughs> right. And the people below ground, I don't think that they could actually control um, above ground people if they don't know what's up there. They don't know that there's a carousel above yeah. them or a, so a they roller show, coaster. Yeah, so they show that, like, everything that's going on in the underground world, like, they have no clue and there's no way for them to get out unless something uh, surprising happens. And that surprising thing happened with Adelaide and her doppelganger who, spoiler alert, end up switching bodies, which was, yes. this is the big moment that happens at the end that took everybody by storm, and everyone was confused. Well, not everyone. 
a lot of people were like, oh, I figured that out already. And I'm like, how? A lot of moviegoers, (laughs) a lot of moviegoers, like regular moviegoers who aren't like really interested and really like in like enveloped in film all the time were very confused by the ending. But uh, Adam and I talked and we said that it was pretty it was pretty clear to us, I believe. Mm -hmm. Like but like even so, like I watch a lot of movies, but it wasn't all the way there. So you see that um, in the in the end, it, they kind of just or Jordan Peele like masterfully puts the puts the pieces together for us, like mm-hmm. every single thing that we were missing. And he comes and says, OK, this is basically what happened. But he does it through like this. Uh, there's music playing in the background and it just shows like montages of uh, them replacing bodies, her dragging like uh, tethered Adelaide, dragging regular Adelaide down into the. Into, into the, the tunnels. Yeah, into like the below tunnels. America. Yeah, replacing, like, switching places. And as that happens, you're just mind-blown because it makes sense why she was fighting so desperately to keep, to kill the tethered uh, Adelaide, She was, why mm-hmm. she was screaming, why she didn't talk when she was younger. Because yeah. the tethered, they don't have any education. They just walk around aimlessly. So they're not able to talk. The only reason the tethered Adelaide was able to talk is because she had what 20 plus years of learning how to do it yeah it was in 1986 and they said so it must have been like a good 30 years yeah, of her she, knowing how to um adelaide who switched above ground um she just learned how to talk because she was around people who could talk yeah but the one who below ground just knew how because when she was five or six or whatever she still remembered certain words like when she tells that story about like once upon a time and it's, it's like very so croaky broken it's so broken because like her throat was crushed and she probably never even when it healed she probably couldn't really speak you know after all that time of being around people who just won't talk they'll just make if anything they'll make these weird animalistic whales basically that was the thing and you see like on twitter jordan peele said that this is a horror film did you find it scary not really no i mean it's how many times did you see it I saw it once. I know you saw it twice. Yeah, I saw it twice. And the second time I saw it, I was seeing everything in the reverse perspective as if Adelaide was switched from the beginning. And I'm seeing it like, oh, okay, she's saying I don't want to go to the Santa Cruz beach because I don't want to go back to the place where this person who I essentially betrayed is probably there waiting for me, angry at me. And when you see her um, with that family, um, when they see the family outside, she's the only, she's the first one to react like, no, we're not, mm-mm. like, no, like, everybody get ready, like, we gotta fortify this place, and we gotta call the cops, we gotta make sure. Everybody else doesn't know what's going on, but she has right. the exact, like, she was like, okay, I know what's happening, but she's playing, like, this ruse, kind of on her family, mm-hmm. and you see, and then when you think about it, that means that her offspring are tethered, too. They're, like, half-tethered, half-normal person. Because they're both human. Like, the tethered and the people who live above ground are both human. It's just there are things that I believe come with that that are kind of issues. Like, we know that the kids that the one below ground had were very unusual. Like, the daughter was... She said that she was a monster. She was born laughing. And then the son was... uh, He played uh, the fire. Or he was born in the fire. Yeah, he was. No, I think I actually rewatched that scene, and it was there were subtitles, and it was like he was born to love fire, mm-hmm. and he was playing with it, and mm-hmm. that's why his face was burned in the film. Right. So it's just it's all kind of explained, and it's also a little bit about how the ones above ground are the same way because the tethered are all 
basically they could be superhumans if they were able to concentrate en- enough. Could you see I how guess? strong they are? Yeah, you see how strong they are. You saw how fast Adelaide was running in that one scene where like Jason gets taken by her clone. And she's, my brother, he was in the theater, and he was like, damn, she's moving really fast. And I was like, I mean, yeah, but she's she's trying to find her kid. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, that's just how they run. Because we see the daughter run in the same fashion, um, the clone's daughter. I mean, not the clone's daughter. You, the yeah. the daughter clone, um, yeah. Umbre, oh, I think her name is, yeah. uh, the clone of Zora. She's just sprinting after her, who is basically, Zora's a track she's athlete. She's like a track star. She's very... Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like very gifted and basically the thing that gets her going like when <laughs> mm-hmm. when all of them are spread like spreading out in one of the first scenes where both of the where the two families meet is that she says the the mom the tethered mom or actually not tethered mom mm-hmm. um, it's real so Adelaide. confusing yeah real Adelaide who is actually tethered the original of <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says she tells her to run and yeah. she dips but it's crazy to see how fast um, Tethered Zora was. Like, mm-hmm. she was, like, every single move. And the only reason that she got away when she, they were in the street is because she stabbed that white man. Yeah, because he's just like, get off my car. And it's like, that's not just some random kid on your car, man. Yeah. That's a, like, I think that the reason she looked at him for a second, she's like, where's yours? Yeah. Like, where's your clone? Why isn't he killing you? And it's like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to chop your whatever off <laughs> and it was so interesting to see i guess it was it was so interesting to see uh one of the last scenes where they actually had their hands across america mm-hmm. like going from the coast like from the west coast all the way to the east coast yeah and it's such a it's kind of a powerful moment too because it's like adelaide the original adelaide who was taken below ground her whole thing was that she felt connected to these people when she was taken down there like the story she tells Whenever she talks about taking back that territory, like taking back the above ground, she's like, what do we want? As if these are my people. You abandoned us. We want to take our time with killing all of you. I mean, other than the white family, um, Elizabeth Moss's character, her whole family gets murked in like five fucking seconds. (laughs) It's it's actually really brutal because it's such a surprising moment because we don't expect them to show up. We're just like, oh, okay, that's Adelaide and that. So, we're like, okay, we're just waiting it out until Adelaide gets here. Psych, like, they all die. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's really cool because when you think about it at the end, both parties in the situation kind of won. Um, Adelaide, who was originally from below ground, has succeeded because she can now live her normal life untethered to her original self. And rewatching that scene the second time, like, rewatching the um, scene where they fight each other and the in the tunnel and it they means so much more doesn't it? it means so much more and you can see certain details that you didn't see the first time because the first time you're like damn she's kind of she's kind yeah. of gone crazy like, having you see to how kill viciously these. she's swinging this like mm-hmm. crowbar yeah the little fire poker yeah. thing and then she like stabs her with it and breaks her neck with the handcuffs she's been wearing like half the fucking movie half the movie she's been wearing these handcuffs and is still the main member of the family who was actually going out and having to fight these clones who are interesting to look at it because evil wins right in the end yeah (laughs) yeah and it's not even i don't even think it's really evil i think it's just the perspective of who i mean it it was really messed up what she did um back then but at the same time if she never if they never found each other if they never switched all those people down there would have stayed down there they would have died down there they would have kept on doing what they're doing and never knew how to get above ground and be free of that that's true human nature though you do anything you can to survive so Mm -hmm. where so where the tethers actually 
were they super were they subhuman or were they actually human right which is something that Jordan Peele wants us to see as we keep on watching this movie and mm-hmm. as we keep on watching the rest of his films and I honestly I know Jordan Peele is a big fan of the of the horror mm-hmm. of, of the horror genre I can't wait to see what he has next like, yeah because he has a, two more I think two or three more films that are supposed to be in the same vein of this really mm-hmm. and of course they're going to be produced by Blumhouse who is godfather of horror films right now yeah that's going to be awesome so I'm really excited um, and mm-hmm. Jordan Peele, he might be one of like the saving graces of the horror, or yes. <laughs> bringing it back, the saving grace of the horror genre, like this bringing is, it back. This is a whole new fresh world of horror that we've entered, and it's a whole new fresh world of filming that we've entered, really, because we've never had anything like this where, you know, Get Out was such a social comment. Also, I want to point out, if you're going to see this movie after everything we've said, um, or if you have seen this movie already, this is not connected to Get Out directly. I think that because it's it's because like, it's a Jordan Peele movie, people like yeah. thought that it was going to be like Get mm-hmm. Out Part 2. This is the exact opposite of that. It literally has nothing, no connection to do with any like themes of Get Out, right. I would say. and It's like Black Mirror. It's just everything is separate. It's all anthology. You can connect it because it's like occasionally something will overlap into another thing. Kind of yes. like, have you seen Love, Death, and Robots? How all yes, the episodes have, have cats in them? Yes. It's like kind of like that. It's like it has this similar theme all the characters in jordan peele's films all the all the protagonists are going to be i believe he said all of them are going to be black they're all people of african descent yeah this is not like a tarantino universe where you think that all the characters are connected somehow right (laughs) it it does not or cloverfield or anything like that this is its own original work and that's amazing especially in this day and age so i'm excited to see everything else he's you know about to do I'm happy to be alive in this era of filmmaking. And <laughs> shout out Jordan Peele. Shout out Jordan Peele. This is going to be really awesome. And, I mean, I, I don't even know what else to say. That was just, it was amazing. I know a lot of people were confused by it and didn't like it because they were confused by it. But I'm like, this is a movie that should be culturally a phenomenon. Yep. It should be something that we should all enjoy as kind of a unit. And even if you don't get it, there are a lot of people who do get it. Like, today, I heard people who I don't even really talk to just talking about it in class, and we're all pitching in our theories and what this means and, like, what does that mean, you know? Like, I have family members and uh, friends of the family who are like, oh, you see the rabbits. The rabbits mean something else, too. And I'm like, I didn't even ever notice the rabbits meant anything. I thought they were just food, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's really crazy, you know? And it's like, I don't really, I don't really know what else to say about it. It's just... I thought it was brilliant, um, and I can't wait to see what else Jordan Peele does. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't seen us in theaters yet, it's still there. Please go check it out. Give Jordan Peele some more money because he definitely deserves it. And thank you so much for listening, guys. This has been Mac and Adam. And we will see you on the next episode of the VoxCast. Thank you. For more teen-created content, head over to voxatl.org.